Hey team, happy Wednesday. This is just a quick uh, audio file that I pulled when I did an Instagram live talking about why I am getting NAM certified, North American Menopause Society certified as a urologist. And I want to talk a little bit more about menopause and you guys. So follow me and I talk about my friend Jill Craft here. She's on Jill Craft MD on Instagram if you want to follow her. She is a gynecologist in DC who does a lot of vulvar health and is also getting NAM certified with me along with Dr. Rachel Rubin of the DC Dr. Rachel Rubin, another urologist who's going to get NAM certified. So follow all three of us on Instagram because we're a real good time and I hope you guys enjoy knowing that we care about your menopause. Love you. Welcome to You Are Not Broken, the only podcast that combines science, medicine, and psychology to re-educate your brain and help you live your best love life. And I'm your host, board-certified female urologist, Dr. Kasperson. Hey team, it's Kelly. I'm in my car because I was just leaving work. I was rounding today and my kids are sleeping in my house and I wanted to come on and say hi to you because I haven't had coffee time in a long time. And I'm going to see if I can get my good friend Jill Kraft, Dr. Kraft, to come on here because Jill and I are doing something. At the end of October, we are taking the NAM certification test. So it's the North American Menopause Society certification test. And so we just signed up and like they they like have somebody Zoom watch you take a test on your computer. I'm like Zoom watch you. Um, <laughs> so I'm a urologist. And apparently the test is very primary care oriented. And well, we'll see. I'll study for it. I just bought the book, so I'll study for it. Um, I am incredibly passionate about, you know what gets me? Women who say like that they're completely miserable in menopause. And I'm like, let's do something about it. Let's help women not be miserable. Let's at least empower them to know that they can try things to make them not be miserable. Because it just breaks my heart to think that women are going to live like 40 years in menopause. That's the other. There's so many myths about menopause, you guys. So one myth is like that menopause ends and people are over menopause. I see it all the time. So the definition of menopause is no periods times one year, right? But another way of thinking about menopause. So in that definition, menopause is like one day. Because after a year of no periods, then you have one day that is now a year with no periods, right? So either menopause is a day or menopause is the time in your life when you don't have estrogen anymore. Your estrogen equals men's estrogen, basically. So it, that's forever after your reproductive years. So I see women all the time. They're like 68. They're in their 70s. And they come to me not because they're doing great. They come to me because they have genital urinary symptoms of menopause, which is a complete mouthful, even for an expert to say. So GSM, genital urinary symptoms of menopause, which is urinary urgency, frequency, burning with urination, which is called dysuria. Dyspareunia is pain with sexual intercourse. Vaginal dryness, vulvar dryness, pain, itching, uh, and the conditions that come with low estrogen. So that's what GSM is. It's a progressive disease, meaning you usually won't notice it right after your 12 months of no period. But it gets worse and worse the longer you are without estrogen. So studies have shown it really starts to kick in around uh, 10 years. So really like my ladies in their 
early 60s, mid 60s are really starting to see that GSM pop up. And they have no idea that this is because of menopause. And so many of them, especially in the older generation, they think they're like done with menopause because their hot flashes stopped. There's no done, you guys. Our bones continue to progressively become osteoporotic, um, which you can't feel, right? Our heart continues to be increased risk of heart disease because of low estrogen. Our brain continues to have brain changes because of low estrogen, and it's a continual disease. In the, in the fact of GSM, it's progressive, same with osteoporosis. So, so much miseducation on what menopause is, and I feel like I'm taking this test because I am an advocate for menopause. Um, I'm going to have people in my clinic start to do hormones. My, my PAs have expressed an interest. I'm still going to be a full-time urologist. I've got plenty of work, like, I don't have time to start adding more to my practice. My practice is already very full, but I want to know as much as I possibly can just as a podcaster, as an Instagram uh, person and somebody who loves advocating for women. So the question is, do you necessarily need to take replacement estrogen? Depends upon your opinion on that. So um, most people are candidates for hormone replacement therapy and I think a lot of benefits of hormone replacement therapy, you can't feel right away, right? And I think a way to think about this is how do you want to be living when you're 70? How do you want to be living when you're 68? How do you want to be living when you're 80? And these are things I think a lot of the average 50-year-old woman, she's busy. She's not thinking about her future self, right? But... In order to be on hormone replacement therapy, ideally you need to start it within 10 years of the last period. So you can't, de you can't decide when you're 70 when you have some dementia memory problems and osteoporosis to start when you're not really feeling those symptoms, right? So I think we're a long way from hormones as preventative medicine, but there's more and more data saying the hormones do decrease your risk of colon cancer, decrease your risk of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. A new paper just came out on that, um, and I, I've been meaning to do a podcast on that. Is vaginal estrogen cream enough? No. Vaginal estrogen cream is for the vagina and the vulva and the bladder. That's it. It's considered local estrogen treatment, not systemic. Systemic is your body. So if you're taking vaginal estrogen, awesome, God bless, but it's not enough for bone and brain and heart protection. You can be on systemic estrogen. I just wave, I wave at my face every time I say systemic estrogen. Um, you can be on systemic estrogen and still need vaginal estrogen because it's still pretty low dose estrogen. Um, systemically, it's not like we're giving you like 18 year old estrogen doses, which is much, much higher. So yeah, if you, if you just take vaginal estrogen, it's not enough to prevent osteoporosis, heart disease, uh, you know, low hormone weight gain, insulin resistance, uh, colon cancer prevention, all those things that we have data that hormone supplementation help women with. Now, you guys, my very good friend, Rachel Rubin, she has a saying of like, anytime you play with hormones, there can be side effects. There's always risk to any medication we take. Here's something that I didn't know that I think should blow your mind as much as it blows my mind. The statin drugs like Lipitor for that people who take for high, high cholesterol, 
the risk of breast cancer with that medication is the same as the risk of breast cancer with taking estrogen, meaning it's real. There is a small risk, but it's so small. Like how many people who, who know a woman who's on a, a high cholesterol med know that there is a very small but real risk of breast cancer with taking that medication? I, would, I, I didn't know that, so I'm not going to assume any of you guys know that. Um, but if you take estrogen systemically, not vaginally, systemically, there is a small risk of breast cancer. Um, women who have breast cancer who've been taking hormones actually tend to do better than women who weren't on hormones. Whether that's because your body is overall like physiologically younger and healthier, I don't know. I, I haven't uh, dove into that research. But there's kind of all these all this talk about like, well, even if you get breast cancer, because breast cancer is a common cancer in women, we want to do everything we can to prevent it. But I would tell, I would challenge women with this. If you want to do everything you can to prevent breast cancer in yourself, you need to not drink alcohol. You need to have a normal adipose tissue, not overweight. This is not, every time I say this now, I say not to get into body shaming, but too much adipose tissue creates a estrogen, like a higher estrogen, which is overweight's very highly associated with the risk of breast cancer. So as far as fitness and taking care of yourself, women want to be as healthy as we can. Don't just rely on hormone supplementation, right? Alcohol is a known breast cancer causer. Like raise your hand if you actually knew that. The alcohol lobby has worked very hard to keep these sort of labels off of the packaging. But if I can encourage any woman who's drinking daily to knock it off because it is not good for you. It is not good for there's seven or eight different cancers that are all associated with alcohol breast and colon being two of the more common uh, cancers associated with alcohol intake so you gotta take care of yourself it's not just about should I take estrogen or not it's how do I want to live how do I want to take care of this body I think estrogen and progesterone if you have a uterus supplementation is part of that discussion um, but it certainly isn't everything. And if you do take hormones or don't take hormones, you still need to get your yearly mammograms, your colonoscopies, exercise, 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 you guys. Like muscles in women is are so incredibly important and there's like no radio play on how important that is. So lift weights, lift heavy weights. That prevents osteoporosis as well because it really works on bone density. Um, also, the more muscle you have, the less trouble you have with insulin resistance because muscle really helps in kind of burning excess uh, sugar and helping keep that insulin resistance from creating something that might become diabetes. So you guys, I love you so much. This is why I'm getting NAM certified and sitting in my hot, sweaty car with too many layers of clothes on <laughs> to talk about you. And I was going to see if my good friend... Um, Jill Kraft was going to come on here. So we'll see if she can come on later and talk to us about why she wants to get NAM certified. So I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you soon.